those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. Welcome, everybody. This is Room Tone, the radio show. Here we are broadcasting from unceded Masculine Land on 101.9 FM. This is the radio show that takes filmmaking's community to your ears. And today, today I'm so lucky woo, to be joined. Everybody raise your hands for producer, actor, and executive director of Night Owl High Productions, Chris McRoney. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing well, thank you. Awesome. Sounds great. And um, here we are, um, UBC, what an amazing uh, uh, time of the year in August. Everything is so unpredictable. Really warm days, but at the same time, uh, uh, very warm, uh, very cold days. Let me see. Maybe I uh, I might have... Uh, you want to you wanna go with the introduction again, man? Yeah. L- there, there we go. go. That sounds better. All right. That sounds What's better. What's going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Uh, we switched seats last second, so the microphone <laughs> uh, played a little trick on us. But uh, that's Chris McRoney right there for yeah. you. So, What's going on, everyone? Chris, let me ask you, for the people mm. out there who uh, who don't know you, who are you, Chris? Oh, wow. Okay, who am I? Well, uh, I'm originally from Toronto. I'm Chris McGrawney, uh producer, actor, and uh, also I have a production company called The Night Owl High Productions. And uh, yeah, I moved out to Vancouver probably about 2006 uh, just to live out here with some friends and uh, fell in love with this city and... Although I was into acting and whatnot back home in Toronto, uh, it was really the community in Vancouver that helped me really harvest, you know, that that inner drive to be a creative. And uh, you know, here we all here we are all these years later, you know, acting, producing, and you know, maybe one day directing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds great, man. I like I like so, that energy. I like that those vibes and. Um, I feel that today uh, it's all about vibes. We're all going to be talking about vibes, especially for a producer and actor. Yes, sir. How is that? How is that? life? What are the challenges for you right now? What are you up to in these days? Oh, man. Well, I uh, just recently uh, finished doing the Crazy Eight uh, film competition uh, and uh, got into the top six with uh, Latina Pashava, who wrote uh, a film called Extraordinary Amy. And uh, yeah, we... We, we did that. It was a, an, an honor because it was a year where they had the most submissions that they've ever had. And it was just it was it was a challenge. But I think we all grew from from that challenge. And at the end of the day, we were able to make a product. So uh, film wise, that was the latest one that I, uh, I got to work on. And uh, since uh, February, when that wrapped up, I've just been uh, enjoying a bit of acting. Just uh, did uh, did a Dell shoot and uh, also another com- Commercial for home automation device, and I was also on uh, CBC's uh, miniseries about the blood transfusion crisis that's coming up called Unspeakable. So, oh wow! Okay, yeah, so Chris, a little bit all over the place, yeah, hands all over the all place. over the place, man. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. It's it's uh, <laughs> how, how long has it been for you here in Vancouver? 
Whoo, uh, since uh, about 2006. Wow. Yeah, 2006. Uh, it started off with a, a trip to uh, Vancouver to visit some friends for the holidays. And uh, I immediately fell in love with this city. And I think I, I think I called my mother for, for like over Christmas while I was visiting here, just <laughs> saying, I think I'm moving out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it, it worked out well because my mother ended up uh, moving back to South America for a little bit uh, to be with my grandmother who was uh, dealing with breast cancer. But mm. uh, yeah, it just gave me the opportunity to kind of move out here guilt free, you know, without the attachments. Mm-hmm. And it's... Uh, it's been amazing. It was a three to five year plan. So obviously things are going well because here I am. I'm still here. Sounds great. And how about that transition for Vancouver? I mean, 2006, it's uh, it's 12 years ago, right? Yeah. 12 years ago. Time. What about these 12 years? How do you feel about Vancouver? Oh, man, I, I love it. You know, when I first got out here, it was it was crazy because I felt like I moved from like this giant city to like a small village because at the time Vancouver was still still starting to grow you know as a city and uh, I mean it's leaps and bounds from where it was at when I first got here and I feel much Mm. more comfortable in it as a city I'm also older now though so when I first got out here I wanted to party like crazy and Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) you know coming from Toronto which has got an an insane entertainment district it was it was a bit weak sauce for me out Mm -hmm. here and now they probably got a fairly good entertainment district out Mm -hmm. here but uh Mm -hmm. you know now i'm older i just want to work on films i want to act i want to do the creative stuff make some money you know and and live what's the greatest memory you have while you were here in vancouver (laughs) greatest memory about being out here in vancouver um you know what i i think it it's it's just the the community and the the people that I've met like like I know it's not a memory but I think that's like one of the greatest achievements of of living out here is having met so many wonderful people in my life that have helped me grow as a person and that have uh, helped me see my visions and my dreams and have supported me you know um, as for like an experience I think it's it, you know maybe the first time I, I booked my first acting gig and mm-hmm. realized oh I'm doing this now, you know. This is this is happening. I'm out here, and uh, yeah, making it happen. Someone mm-hmm. wants me. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. I feel there is a place for everybody here in Vancouver. Absolutely. As long as there is that hunger to go and hunt for it. Yeah, you, know? you have to have some drive. You know, yeah. no one's gonna give you anything. That's for, That's sure. for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and uh, definitely something that you created for yourself. Uh, That's uh, Night Owl High Productions. Yeah, yeah. That that I mean that came about because um, several years ago, I think it was about 2013, 2014. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Krista Gruen, she had just won uh, the short film version of story hive tell a story hive and she said hey they're doing a web series version coming up soon i really think that you should apply and in my head i was just like man i don't even i don't i don't even know the first place to start i don't know anybody who can who can make a production happen Mm -hmm. and then i was like hang on a second you know what i've just been doing uh a bunch of projects as an actor for all these kids at vfs Mm -hmm. and and it was the same group of uh film production students and i was like these guys are amazing let me talk to them Mm -hmm. so uh when i went to their graduation they had um something they did in term three called night owl high Mm -hmm. which was uh which was uh 
you know, an episodic that they created. Mm-hmm. And it got really good reaction from the crowd. So uh, when it was time to pitch for Story Hive, I met with some of the students from, from uh, VFS uh, in that film production program. And I pitched the idea of, like, let's go f- make this into a web series. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we ended up getting the $10,000 to make the, the pilot. And then from that pilot, we garnered enough votes uh, from our peers and from the jury uh, to get 50000 to make the rest of the series. And, uh, yeah, that's basically how I started producing mm-hmm. was just being afforded an opportunity uh, through Tell a Story Hive. And in doing that, I incorporated and decided to honor my first project uh, by naming the production company Night Owl High Productions. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. That's a hell of a story right yeah, there. It took yeah, us all man. the way in the past. And yeah. it's very interesting that you say that because uh, I feel that to be an actor, you have to be a little bit of a producer. Mm. And to be a, pr- a producer, you also have to be a little bit of an actor, you know? <laughs> and there's yeah. always that, that very interesting combination. It's a beautiful pattern, you know? It's, mm. uh, it's definitely something that uh, uh, that, uh, that uh, the community can benefit a lot from. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, seeing it from both sides. Um, definitely very interesting and I'm very very excited to actually hear about your future where do you see yourself uh, where, what is the projection of Chris McRoney uh, the projection of Chris McRoney well it's you know <laughs> uh, you know where I, I'd like to to honestly you know fame and all that stuff it if it happens, that's great. I think I think mm-hmm. we all somewhat want that. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the end of the day, I, I mean, I just want to be able to uh, work regularly as an actor. I'd love to to get paid as a producer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and start producing maybe projects that I can also act in as well. Because I've taken a lot of time to just focus on one aspect of whatever I'm doing, and eventually, you know, maybe I can start combining the two and start putting myself into stuff that I produce mm-hmm. but uh, honestly I just want to be I just want to be working I don't I don't care if I'm like famous or not famous but I want to know that as a creative I can live day to day and bring in a paycheck as well and and live as a creative I, I think that's ultimately my, my goal is to, to be happy in life and doing what I want to do and not being stuck you know, working for the man, so to say. I see what you mean. Living yeah. a, living the creative life is yeah. definitely probably one of the biggest struggles. It's and not easy. Yeah, most probably one of the most dangerous paths even yeah. to, to go and take <laughs> off. It's, it's, it's very unstable. Yeah. It's, it's unstable, but um, I mean, if you want something bad enough, you can have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing in this world that tells anybody you can't have it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, if you if you work hard towards your goals, it it, it will be yours. Mm-hmm. It will be yours. It's just a matter of time. Really. Where is that line? Where is that line that that separates what you can achieve? And what you cannot achieve. Where like, do you think like that the, line the real, stands? Like being real, start. Like yeah. where do you decide to be realistic with yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think that changes with every individual. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's going to be those individuals that are like, there's <laughs> nothing that's impossible. Yeah. You know, there's nothing. <laughs> and then there's going to be those others that are like, I can never achieve anything. <laughs> you just find that balance, baby, and do what you got to do. Yeah. To make yourself happy, I think. Mm. I think as long as you can find a like just just a sliver of happiness in what you're doing, you're leaps and bounds ahead of a lot of other people who are 
every day going to their jobs and don't, don't like it and living this mundane experience you know mm-hmm. so just just find something that makes you happy and as long as you have a little bit there mm-hmm. yeah that beautiful word I can feel a keyword right there and that's happiness yeah man that's another keyword yeah man it's all about happiness where, do, where does it live for you as a, as a creative and as a human being happiness where does that live um, you know uh Happiness just comes to me for uh, on the creative side, just by being able to to get to do the work, um, you know, being able to to act, being able to produce, and having people like approach me asking me about working on projects. I think that's amazing, and and it goes to show that like what you've been doing, you know, is 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 working because mm-hmm. people are taking notice. So that makes me happy. Uh, in life, happiness honestly is is just being surrounded by good people and good supportive friends man that's where it's at you know you need to be surrounded by people who understand you and will support everything that you do and family you know family is important as well for me being out here in vancouver i came out here on my own so all my family is back in toronto Mm -hmm. so it's been a bit of a struggle it was a weird transition but you know, it means the world to me to to just connect with my family and my friends back home. You know, talking to my moms two, three times a week, uh, mm-hmm. connecting with my old friends. You know, after a few months that I haven't talked to in a bit, and that that is that is my source of happiness is 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 the people that are in my life. The people that goes yeah. back to the community in a way I feel, and mm-hmm. uh, that is uh, that is a great mirror to to look yourself through. You know, because mm-hmm. then Absolutely. in the end, uh, that mirror. You you know what yeah. what creates identity in the end is also so- community you know mm-hmm. well you're the, a representation absolutely. of the people that you surround yourself absolutely by, right? that really resonates yeah mm-hmm. it's uh, it's hard though sometimes to uh, put yourself in that position right what mm-hmm. do you think about that in in that process even as a as a filmmaker especially and there are so many projects yeah and sometimes you have to get so much stuff done but the the resources the people the powerhouse maybe it's not enough what do you think is that something that you've ever touched in your process? Uh, sorry, uh, in terms of... Yeah, I'm just wondering if the community, uh, if, if you have uh, oh, a, like any time... In using the community to, in order to help like push forward projects and stuff? Yeah, like if there is a, maybe yeah, at this point, yeah. I would love to ask if there is a specific project that involved a bigger a, slice of the community here in Vancouver. A bigger slice of the community. Um, you, you know what? Um, I would say it, it, community involvement comes with almost every project that that I've worked with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know um, for example with with the crazy eights one <clears throat> you know we only get eight hundred dollars to make this short film mm-hmm. so now what do what do I have to do I have to reach out to the community to try and get stuff to, to help us you know I was able to get us uh, catered lunches uh, for free from, from mm. truffles you know mm-hmm. I was I was able to get us a, a picture car mm-hmm. you know for free uh, I, you know, it, I was able to get us uh, animals. We needed, mm-hmm. we needed some. Chris Macroni goes so. to talk to people and gets yeah, it done, man. Yeah, Look at that! You gotta get it done, all right, man. All right. Talk to the people, explain <laughs> the case, and get some stuff done. Yeah, it's. Uh, so I think community involvement is extremely important in, in filmmaking, mm-hmm. especially at the level that a lot of us are at with indie film, and we don't have a lot of money to mm-hmm. to spend on productions. I think that it's extremely important to be able to communicate 
with the community and reach out to people and try and get some favors and you know what we have such an amazing community uh that they will they will help you out man and i learned that when i was doing night owl high mm-hmm. actually because we were several weeks into filming and the budget wasn't looking all that mm-hmm. that that good mm-hmm. to continue using a red cam and uh we needed to do an extra week of filming and it was it, it basically came down to like well i think we got to return the camera and all this gear <laughs> we're just going to shoot this next weekend with like a you know a digital <laughs> slr and hope for the best and when i went to 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 dylan at gearhouse and explained my case dude dude came through in the clutch he helped me out hooked me up with with the camera for another week when he could have easily been like sorry i'm renting it out to somebody else Mm. and then that encouragement from him he's like well talk to to william f white and i talked to william f white i talked to to the people that i got my walkies from and everybody was so amazing and came through as a community and 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 allowed me to keep my gear for an extra week Mm. because they wanted to see the best p- project possible come from me mm-hmm. and they knew that there was no way that they could help future filmmakers by screwing me over mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. how are we going to help people if you know achieve their goals if we don't absolutely try, try absolutely them, you know absolutely oh yeah so so community is huge in all aspects man mm-hmm. yeah do you sure. do you notice a big difference from toronto you know what? In in Toronto, um, I did a lot more just trying to do the acting thing, and then I gave it up actually when I was about eighteen. I think I decided to stop because I, I met someone on set. I was on set for Do South, and mm-hmm. I, I met this actor. And, and God, I wish I could remember his name right now. <laughs> but uh, he said something to me, and he, he he asked me how old I was, and I told him I, w- I was like seventeen, I think, mm-hmm. at the time, seventeen or eighteen. And he says he, he said, you know, it's an interesting career acting, but you might not be ready for the role that's right for you until you're in your forties. Oh, you know what I mean, right? You just never know, right? Maybe the right role comes along for you when you're 40. He's like, you've got so much time, and at 18, when you want it right now, you know, I, I was like, you know what, I'm done, I'm mm-hmm. done. I think I can, I can sit on it for a bit. And then it wasn't until I got back to Vancouver, and uh, and people were just like, oh, you know, there's there's not a ton of like. He, people mm-hmm. of color here you know like mm-hmm. you should get back into it you know it's a, it, it might be an easier market for you out here and there's so many talented mm-hmm. black actors here so <laughs> <laughs> you know it's 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 not like it was that much easier but uh i was like yeah you're right you know i, I got back into it and, and started training up uh got myself an agent started booking some work and then you know that acting led into producing and mm-hmm. here we are today that's a whole chain look at yeah, that so if you are looking yeah. for a producer and actor where Chris McCrony has a double sore right there, man. Yes, That's sir. awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and uh, on the side of that also, uh-huh. uh, Chris has eyes for movies. And in fact, he's a programmer 
also at the at the Vancouver Short Film Festival. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I get to pre-screen everything that comes in, so I get mm-hmm. to see absolutely everything that comes through the, through the door. That's is, awesome. Which is fantastic. It's mm-hmm. it's it's great for me uh, as a filmmaker because I get to see what kind of stuff is coming out. This is my second year doing it, mm-hmm. and uh, I've had a, I've had a wonderful time uh, working for Marina Dixon and Selatina Pashava uh, doing this stuff. But it, it, it allows me to see how people step it up every year production value-wise. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it gives me an idea of what I need to be doing um, when it comes to filmmaking in order to keep up with the, the masses. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a definitely a very, very real each uh, nurtured perspective that you have as a producer, director, yeah. and uh, also as uh, eyes on uh, as a, as a yeah. programmer. So, yeah. you know what? We're going to touch a little bit that later okay. after the break. But first, uh, Chris has prepared a little bit of a, of a selection, <laughs> yes, uh, sort of like a Macaroni's Essentials right here. And uh, this, is, uh, <laughs> this one here is uh, actually from uh, Reservoir Dogs. And uh, I mean... He just said it before we got in the in the booth here. When you hear that song, how can you not think of that scene? And this is Stuck in the Middle with You from Steeler's Wheel. Yeah. 
Welcome back, everybody. This is Room Tone, the radio show. We talk movies because we love it. And here today we're joined by Chris Macroni, very, very, very talented individual, 360 all over the place, producer, actor, and he's got a foot in directing. He's, uh, he's got his, uh, his, uh, his projection is into directing. Is that right, Chris? Well, it's definitely something that I want to do next. I, I think after uh, my last uh experience uh making a film it was something that i saw uh myself doing possibly down the road so uh directing is definitely something that i i, I want to project mm-hmm. <laughs> and hopefully do at, at some point i i am currently talking with somebody about uh the possibility of uh directing a short film for them if uh if schedules and everything jiva mm-hmm. but um I, I have faith. I have faith that uh, that the time will come mm-hmm. where I will get to direct a project, and uh, yeah, it's just a matter of time. But it's you know I think it would be a good experience, especially being a, being an actor as well. I think it gives me an extra layer uh, when working with with the actors, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, <clears throat> And yeah, I just I, I think that it would be a wonderful experience mm-hmm. as a director. Yeah. And yeah, and have you ever knows. thought about have you ever thought about writing something as well? You know what? Uh, and people hate it when I say that I can't write because <laughs> mm-hmm. everybody can write, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they say. But um, I, I I'm more of like I'm able to to help somebody who's written something, and then mm-hmm. I can work with them and try to to fine tune it, as opposed to to creating something from scratch mm-hmm. for me it's such a huge difficulty like just creating dialogue for the characters and mm-hmm. whatnot so it's always easier when i can help somebody out like you know my my film wife's latina pashva she she's an amazing writer and that generally is how the process works she'll write something and then you know i start going through the script with her and we can start fine-tuning and and rounding stuff out to to make it the best possible script i believe that is a strong strength actually what you just said the fact mm. that you can like, you can you can you can give your story to a writer you know it's actually a strength many many directors actually actually have a hard time giving that story to someone else and yeah. it actually it's detrimental for the well, project well with with us it's 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 stories that are coming from her head it's nothing mm. that uh, that I've been like hey mm-hmm. here's a story we do have one thing and actually for probably the last like three or four years uh, we have a comedy that we've been thinking about <laughs> and mm-hmm. anytime something funny happens or someone says something mm-hmm. that that we laugh about we, uh, we actually write it down. So Zlatina <laughs> has this massive list mm-hmm. of incidences and quotes, <laughs> and we're going to hopefully be able to pile that all into into a movie that mm-hmm. uh, that we want to create eventually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so that that would be something coming from our minds as opposed mm-hmm. to just something coming from her mind. But uh, honestly, I don't mind making other people's things. I don't need mm-hmm. to I don't need to be the the creator of a project in order to to, to direct it. it. Yeah, to make it to happen. To direct it, to produce it or to mm-hmm. act in it, man. It's just I just want to play. For sure, play. That's another key word. Yeah. Play is so is is directly connected to evolution. And mm. um, I'm I'm wondering, I'm curious about your evolution as a as an artist as well. What's your artistic background maybe even separated from filmmaking my artistic background <clears throat> honestly uh <laughs> i'm like man i took art in like grade school um i don't have a huge artistic background 
you know, I uh, I re- I took drama in high school, mm-hmm. you know, so I did that a lot. I did s- some school plays, uh, did a play out of high school. Um, it was, you know, one of those things where I always, there was something in me that I always wanted to be an actor. And I, I remember being a little kid and like telling my mom, like, oh, you know, I want to be an actor, but there's no Canadian actors. Mm-hmm. And she went as far as to like find all these Canadian actors and she showed them to me and it was just mm-hmm. like, well, look, you know, these people can do it. Mm-hmm. So, so that made me realize it was a possibility, you know? <clears throat> possibility. And that is, uh, and that is another word that somehow connects even to opportunity i would say an opportunity with uh, the creation of projects mm. right now it's an extremely saturated time here in vancouver mm. but as a producer uh, yourself where yeah. do you see the most opportunity for filmmakers well for for filmmakers you know what we're, we're very fortunate in vancouver to have stuff like tell a story hive mm-hmm. to have the crazy aids film competition we have uh 24 hour film festivals um and then canada in general i mean whenever i've gone to to la or seattle or whatnot for film stuff they're always blown away about how much money this country actually gives filmmakers and uh, uh, you know it, it's doing the whole Kickstarter Indiegogo thing. That's that's fun, but it's very stressful. Mm-hmm. And what I've been trying to tell a lot of people now is like there is so many grants being given out in Canada. Um, start applying for grants, man. Okay, okay. Start applying for grants. That's wh- that's where it's at. You mm-hmm. know, um, there there's a website, and for the life of me, I can't remember at the moment. Uh, but maybe we can get it posted up later. Uh, but uh, someone that we know uh, created a website that actually uh, is a list of all the grants that mm. you that you can apply for here in Canada, mm-hmm. and it's not a small list. Mm-hmm. So when you know apply man there's so there's so much opportunity out there oh is that uh, website of that a filmmaker made in the past with all the yeah ah, that's awesome Woo, yeah. all right. and, and, do you remember yeah. the name not at the moment but hopefully by the end of the show i'll have okay. something for you okay because, okay uh, i feel like it's an injustice that i that i can't get the name of this site out there <laughs> but cool. uh, we'll keep yeah. an, i remember it had a name that that was really tied to what it was doing you know it was something yeah. very particular yeah, yeah yeah yeah. but uh hopefully it's gonna pop out otherwise we'll find a way to, we'll to find let a way to there. let the people know yeah yeah absolutely definitely, absolutely definitely. uh that's very smart very yeah. bright very bright yeah yeah that's that's the way to go and and, and no disrespect go do kickstart and Indiegogo's as well or, or fund your own product, projects save money and, and fund your own projects but uh, again like we said off the top nothing's nothing's impossible mm-hmm. you know only improbable so the thing is the rules are evolving so quickly and sometimes we don't even know the rules you know it's yeah. such a such a broad world the one of filmmaking you yeah know, wanna, it's, well uh, it I mean I think because the production value is stuff uh, is is growing, you know, all the time. It <clears throat> it makes things harder, 
you mm-hmm. know uh, several years ago when I first got into the the world of web series everybody was just shooting them on you know your digital SLR mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. or you know some people were making them on their cell phones which you can make a great product on a cell phone nowadays mm-hmm. um, everything is more accessible huh yeah everything's every, everything well everything's becoming more accessible but the thing is is that the production value of stuff is changing so you have to keep up and with better product production value means more money mm. you know what i mean uh in order to get this equipment and stuff um so if you're paying out of pocket and then you're trying to go to to to, to rental to like gear houses and and uh, get your equipment and get cameras and stuff it's gonna cost you an arm and a leg mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's why it's really great to go through things like crazy eights where sure they only gave me eight hundred dollars but to be able to dangle the name crazy eights yeah above the project when when trying to get stuff from people uh in 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 kind services it really does help because there's a name behind it of course you know what i mean as opposed to like hey it's just me chris mcgrawney yeah just i see to, what you mean trying to see if you can give me mm-hmm. free hot lunches for three days <laughs> so the credibility no. it seems like the credibility becomes the new currency or maybe Cred- attention is becoming the new credibility currency yeah and 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 what can you do for these people that yeah. that you're trying to to get to to help you? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. be you got to be able to to look after, scratch each other's backs, so to say. Mm. And whether that's promotions, social media wise, you know, trying to send clientele the way of the people that have helped you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of one of the, one of the only ways. But there's there's just so so many things that you could do to work with each other. You know, it can't be a one-sided selfish thing. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like money is the shortcut and then all the rest is the actual game, huh? Yeah, yeah. Especially nowadays, you know. that, that resources, you know, especially in a city like Vancouver that is so expensive, <clears throat> everything flows so fast. Yeah. But at the same time, it's so dense. Yes. And it's so hard to find yourself sometimes in this big wheel, this hamster wheel that keeps <laughs> running. And I mean, this summer, man, it flew by so quick, man. Oh, my it's God. So I crazy. can't believe it's almost done. It's huge. It's, it's huge. But the thing is, I feel time flows so much faster here. And yeah. it's uh, and I feel also because we're in the right place. Yeah. You know, you know what? If time is flowing fast, it's because you're keeping busy. Yeah, you know that's true. I mean? That's and true. Things are happening. Mm-hmm. Keeping it alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know it, man. You yeah. It's, it. it's part of the game, I think, for everybody to try and, and, and push it forward. But at the same time, recognize the surroundings is key. Mm-hmm. When you lose track of, of where you're at or, or, your, or your direction, yeah. it's, it, that becomes dangerous. Have you ever found yourself in that situation? losing losing focus on my goal and and track i i think i think that happens you know i i i I think we all lose track i don't think anyone ever stays on on the line and and there's probably people out there saying no i'm always focused (laughs) you're lying to yourself folks you're lying to yourself (laughs) just saying um but i think I, i think we we all fall off the track it's the ability to recognize that and put yourself back onto the path mm-hmm. that's important mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. very neat you know? so putting back on the path yeah. yeah getting back on the path um so i, I yeah for sure I've, i've i've found myself off the path mm-hmm. and after a while i realize oh my god i'm not like i'm not focused in mm. on something and it's it's weird i go through my phases like when i'm producing and you can you can ask my my roommates like when i produce 
it's a laser focus, mm-hmm. you know. And once that experience is over, I almost <laughs> I I almost try to get as far away from it <laughs> as I can. It's a, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I just I just want I don't know. Give me video games and like yeah. give me stuff that I can just have fun with and like not have to oh, be yeah. focused. You play video games? Oh, I love them. Oh, love give me them. some names, man. Give me some names. Let's oh, talk a little bit. We okay, got some time up okay. in here. <laughs> we got we, we got a bit <laughs> yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I. Like I, I like my sports games and my, nice. my shoot 'em ups and stuff oh, like that. Oh, okay. You know? First person yeah, shooters. Okay. First person shooters. I'm, I'm I'm big on like you know Destiny and stuff like Damn, that. Damn. Okay. Yeah. That's a huge world right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And where is. do you feel video games are going? I mean, filmmaking and video games, cinema and video games. Look at games like The Last of Us or Metal Gear Solid. They're just blending. Yeah. It. Well, they're becoming like cinematic masterpieces, and then and then you're getting video games now that have are starting to become movies. You've got mm-hmm. you know Tomb Raider, which mm-hmm. yeah. Years and years ago, they made a Tomb Raider, but uh, you know it's it's holding up. They keep making Tomb Raider movies, and it's based on the popularity of the game. Yeah, uh, you know I've heard rumors. I think of possibly a Last of Us movie one day. Oh, uh, really? You okay. Got, uh, you got Uncharted. I think. Oh, yeah. I think Nathan Fillion did like an independent like oh, short. Yes, yes, amazing yeah. short. By the way, I, I haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet. It popped up on my on my YouTube Man. when I'm going down Woo. the rabbit hole, but uh, it's. It's on my watch. Go check it out. List. It's pretty yeah. well made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It really it, it so. captures the, the 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 you know the feeling of that series. But mm-hmm. yeah, Uncharted. You know, there's uh, yeah. The Last of Us. Naughty Dog has done an amazing work lately. Absolutely. And now The Last of Us Two is popping out mm-hmm. with Sony. Yeah, and, then, uh, and, and and with The Last of Us Two, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, finally video games are taking a a step in the direction of the LGBT community which is super mm, important. Yes, yes, that's true. And I, oh, think, yeah. I think that's fantastic. I hope they don't screw it up and that they yeah. they they do the community justice yeah. with the direction that they're going with the main character and Ellie. Um, but I, I think I think this is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very it's, bold, yeah. eh? Very bold. Bold, but I mean, we're we're in a, in in a, in an age now yes, where that's true. it shouldn't even be bold to accept and to to, to include you know That's what I true. mean they have been fighting the good fight for a long time mm-hmm. and it is about damn time yeah do you remember I don't know if you've seen the live the actual live screening of that trailer but the the, the silence after that that trailer yeah you know I, I got chills at the end but the <laughs> silence in that room everybody yeah. was ooh are we supposed to look at that yeah. around man that was yeah. that was that was amazing though those guys yeah. are ahead yeah. and I'm so happy that things like that are happening would you ever work on a video games yeah in, in absolutely, video game? would you absolutely. I, th- I think like I would love to do voice work on a game okay day. you know okay. what I mean if you do a character's voice uh, that would be that would be awesome mm-hmm. uh, I think that's probably the only aspect I'd want to work on a, a video game in. Uh... But yeah, I think that would be such an amazing experience. Okay, voice acting. That's yeah, uh, why not? I'd love to get into some voice acting. That's a hell it's, of a, it's a tight knit community out here in Vancouver, yeah. so it's not it's not easy. Yeah, not easy. But I feel that you know, micro, you know, the power of the microphone is that sometimes it works as a flashlight into someone's past, right, mm-hmm. or into someone's future. Absolutely. And uh, giving the chance to people to not only talk about what they do, but express themselves through their voice, mm-hmm. and that's why I love the fact that it's only a voice there is yeah. nothing visual about it and it puts us all on the same level and that's something that I feel it's necessary to remind ourselves of because when mm. money and you know and systems try to separate us yes. we need to we need to go back to what brings us all together and what makes 
us as human beings so special, mm-hmm. diverse, but at the same time un- unique, uni- unique and yeah. united, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but with this being said, I think we should actually take a little break. All right. Um, all right. And, uh, you know, we're going to go back to Macron's Essentials, and this is actually a soundtrack uh, yeah. from uh, Pulp Fiction, mm. and uh, such a juicy song right here. Everybody enjoy. This is Al Green. Let's stay together. Welcome back, everybody. This is Room Tone, the radio show. And here we are. We're about to talk movies a little more with Chris Macroni. And I think it's time to do the one-minute pitch. Are you ready, Chris? Ooh, must do this. All right. So the one-minute pitch is on the way. Usually at the end of uh, Room Tone, the radio show, here we basically give the chance to the guests to pitch 
something for one minute. So I'm going to hit that clock. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm about to hit that clock. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All hit, right. Hit and the, the, clock the clock is going. It's flowing. Got it? Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah, you hear that yeah, ticking yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, you know what? I don't have any projects on, that I'm, I'm pitching at the moment, but I do have um, a few things that, that I am applying for grants. I have two projects right now that I'm working on that uh, we are applying for a grant. One, we're applying for a candidate council grant and quite possibly the MPA. The other one uh, with another spectacular writer, uh, we're, we're aiming for the MPA. So hopefully one of those two projects uh, through all the grants that I was telling you about earlier uh, that one of these grant applications will will get us picked up so that's that's what I'm currently working towards right now as opposed to having a project that's already got funding and ready to go and other than that just pitching myself man if you ever need a producer or if you, you need an actor just uh, hit me up at uh, you know at Chris McRonnie on Twitter or uh, at uh, Chris BMC on Instagram. Awesome, right on. And uh, the clock has just uh, whoop done the whole uh, loop, but we can still put an uh, email or anything you'd like to be shared in the description of this podcast. Yeah, so that absolutely. People can reach yeah, you over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah we'll do and, that. And uh, with this, this being said, right now we are right ahead and in, uh, in front of the Proust questionnaire. You know, Proust wrote down thirty-five questions. Okay, we're just gonna pick uh, <clears throat> five randomly and just, uh, just, uh, yeah, just enjoy the ride try, uh, before we wrap. With that. Yeah, all right. yeah, let's try and make okay. it happen. All right, all right, all right. So the biggest, the, 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 there are so many questions, but the biggest question and the question that I'm so curious to ask you is actually, what is your idea of perfect happiness? perfect happiness well i think we touched base on that a little bit earlier and i think that that, that happiness is, is you know is is knowing that i'm being surrounded by good people you know happiness to me is having supportive people and uh people in my life and family and friends that is the epitome of happiness for me and if i have that nothing else really matters mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know that's the people that are part of the the short lifetime that we have here those are the people that make me happy okay yeah. thank you for saying that chris yeah. i really appreciate that yeah. answer very deep i like it we, we're not afraid to dig deep over here though nah, and man. that's uh, that's why i want to ask you what is your current state of mind what is my current state of mind? Yeah, right now, right oh, now. Right now, my current state of mind is, 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 is you know what? I'm just constantly thinking, thinking about what, what's next. Mm -hmm. What's next? What do I got to do next? Um, you know, do I have to uh, accomplish anything uh, today for the, the, the grant applications that I'm doing? Mm -hmm. Do I have any more work left that I have to do to get out of the way? Um, you know, do I got to study my lines for class tomorrow? Mm -hmm. So, 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 so my state of mind is just constantly on like what do I need to get done next in order to, to complete all my goals in the day mm -hmm. and someone yeah. like having a nice checklist and completing yeah, the whole thing yeah I used to be all over the map and then a, a friend told <laughs> me like start writing the stuff that you need to get done down yeah. and, then, <laughs> and then use that as a checklist yeah life has been much easier since mm -hmm. that happened it becomes a necessity <laughs> after a while uh, yeah it's a necessity you gotta you gotta yeah. get that down on paper or somewhere so exactly you can make it happen and that being said let's moonwalk back to this question what is your most treasured possession Whew, my most treasured possession oh yeah wow okay 
you, you <laughs> that interesting, is huh? very, very interesting that is very interesting just because it's it's like when you say treasured is it like do I do I treasure something because of the importance it has to me for what I need to do on say my the daily basis mm. like you know you steal this laptop from me <laughs> and I'm done yeah it's it, ah, man don't even mention that <laughs> you know what I'm talking about right mm. <laughs> so so to me like I treasure this because mm-hmm. if I don't have it I can't do anything. Yeah. You know, I'm already working on with an iPhone 6 that barely computes, <laughs> you know. Mm. So if I lose my <laughs> laptop, uh, you might as well message me via, like, carrier pigeon. Because <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a lot faster than uh, sending me a text on my cell phone, that's for sure. Yeah, we're so oh, dependent man. from technology right now. I don't know yeah. how to take that. Is that a good it's, or bad? What do you think? Man, we need to learn to disconnect a bit. I mm. mean, it, there's the pros and cons of the technology, right? We've uh, we've gotten so much from it, and it's helped us be more efficient in our lives. But I've also noticed that it has made people so antisocial. Like nothing, nothing pisses me off more than sitting in a restaurant, especially when there's only two people sitting there and they're both in their phones. Mm. Put that ish away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Pay attention to each other because you don't have this moment forever. You know what I mean? You'll have your cell phone in your pocket until the day you die probably, but you might not have that moment with that person forever. So enjoy that moment with them and get off your goddamn phones Mm -hmm. and and look at the world around you and and absorb that for a bit you know what i mean and communicate with people uh i i read a a book called the celestine prophecy way back in the day and uh there was a there was a theme in it about uh you know when you walk by somebody or if you're like in the same aisle at a supermarket and stuff and you're looking at something with someone like just to take two seconds and acknowledge that person say mm-hmm. hi you never know it could lead to nothing it could lead to some sort of life-changing experience but we need to acknowledge the people that were around a bit more as opposed to being in the phone i do deliveries for work and when i'm in an elevator there could be one person or there could be six people in that elevator and just out of feeling comfortable everybody in that damn elevator has to look at their cell phone even if they're looking at nothing it's because they're afraid to talk yeah that's very true and i think that at the root of that is fear as it's you fear. just said it's yeah. the fear of communication yeah. probably fear of the present moment i'm not too sure about that that's a that's an interesting it, it's, uh, thematic it's, to explore yeah, it's 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 a little bit sad man like that it's becoming the social norm mm-hmm. like disconnect take time every day to disconnect for a little bit yeah you know even if it means put it into airplane mode or like do not disturb mode um just just even if you can do it for 20 minutes yeah absolutely that's that's a good 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 thing to keep in mind but at the same Mm. time it's it's not easy because so much of it as you said goes through that technology so so much of it yeah the balance is is delicate yeah is there is there something you're mostly afraid of in 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 2018 what am I? Uh, is there something I'm mostly afraid of? Yeah, the president of the United States mm, of America. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another story for another day. But uh, you know, uh, fear. You know what? I think the the, the fear of maybe not accomplishing mm-hmm. everything that I want to accomplish in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, the fear of maybe not having a family one day. Like I want all these things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think uh, it's important to 
to focus and try and achieve these goals uh, on the creative side of things and the personal and family side of things. Um, uh, and hopefully not have that disappointment of not accomplishing these things mm. when I'm uh, an old, ripe old age. You know? Well, thank you for saying that. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. Take strength no to share that, you know. And yeah. uh, I really appreciate it. And I'm sure yeah. that there is a there is a power of inspiration in there. And that's yeah. something that is very very valuable. That for that sure. stardust we need it, man. Everybody needs yes. that stardust. You yes. can't just you can just switch off in the night. No, you got to go full on, full yeah, on, full on, baby. And uh, that that being asked, uh-huh. woo, all right. There are a couple of very interesting questions here, and I think we still have the time to explore maybe a couple more. Okay. Um, one being, if there was one place where you would lo- most like to live. One place, not that, not only, of course, physically, but also uh, mentally speaking, <clears throat> emotionally speaking. What is the one place you would most like to live? Oh wow! Okay, so do you want you want like physically speaking and 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 mentally yeah, speaking? Yeah, why not? Why not? Oh man, y- y- you know what? It would be uh, it'd be really great. Like I- I've been to to the island of Crete in Greece once, mm. and I loved it out there. Um, I could I could definitely live out there or in South America because you know I'm half Spanish myself and uh, mm. I love I love the Hispanic culture and uh, the energy of the people the music uh, and I think that 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 would be an amazing place to to live. Um, mentally, where do I want to live? Yeah, where I, do you feel? Where, where would you feel most comfortable? I feel I'd feel most comfortable just being content. Yeah. Okay. Give me a high five. Give me a high five right there in the booth. Uh, all right. You know that's what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. That's I think that's where we all want to be, right? You know, just content with life, and and not content but happy, mm-hmm. like we've touched on several times. Happiness. Yeah. Um, because it's it's not easy. You know, mental health is is such a an important thing for 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 men and women and uh you know you just you want to be in a place where you're content and clear and happy um because you know it's not easy for all of us and that that leads to anxiety and other mental health disorders which um which some people aren't comfortable with talking about sometime but but people do need to know that we're here to support each other and and that you know if if you're dealing with something or if you have a friend dealing with something let them know that you can talk you know let them know that it's okay you know start the conversation start the conversation keyword yeah, right man. there and it's important to find those ears out there and there are ears out there as you just said yeah. just a matter of uh, opening the eyes so that you can see those ears yeah yeah for sure interesting for sure. and that leads us to the final question of the Proust questionnaire and we talked about happiness so I have to wrap wrap it up with this question okay when and where were you happiest when and where yeah was I happiest Mm -hmm. let's wrap it up we're gonna wrap this whole burrito up after this question I'd like to I'd like to really you know wrap it up on this note Uh, when and where was I the happiest wow Um, you know what I think Whenever I get to go back home and see see my moms, you mm-hmm. know, 
those are always the time that like I'm the happiest you know I grew up with just my mom basically and you know my late stepdad uh Bill who uh passed away a few years ago and and my dad's always been a huge part of my life but when uh being away from family out here I find I'm I'm most happy when I actually get to physically be around family especially like my mom's and and my friends back home yeah. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that, Chris. Yeah, no wow, problem. that was amazing. And I think uh, this is the time to wrap this whole burrito up. Sweet. And the way we're going to do it, actually, Chris, why don't you launch this song for us? Why don't you launch this ba- big bad boy for us? Are you ready to, to make it happen? Yeah. You want to yeah. make it happen? Before that, yeah. do you have any advice to filmmakers out there? Uh, just keep pushing forward. If you want to make something, go for it. Don't let anything stand in your way. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. All right? So let's make it happen. Yeah, baby. I love it. Okay. And this was Chris Macroni's for Room Tone Radio Show, episode 26. Chris, take us. Take us through the night. Take us. Take us. Lead us out there. This is all yours. From now on, it's your cheese. All right, everybody. For our final song, we got a song from Juice, the soundtrack by Eric B. and Rakim. Juice, know the ledge, baby. Know the ledge. Sip the juice. Got enough to go around, and the thought takes place uptown. I grew up on a sidewalk while on street talk, and they taught the whole New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn. Make money in Manhattan and never been took it. Go uptown to the Bronx and boogie down, get strong on the island, recoup and lay around. Time to build my juice back up, pop stack up, suckers get smacked up. Don't doubt the clout, they know what I'm about. My album gets off, knocking it out, shaking them up, waking them up, breaking them up, breaking them up, standing on shaky ground. Close to the edge, let's see if I know the ledge. Corners trifling, shorties here. I get cocked deep, living forties to beer. Here's a sip with a crew that's deceased. If I get revenge, then they rest in peace. Somebody got a stuff, I just might spare one. And give a brother a fair one. Stay alert and on fees. And I do work with these, like Hercules. Switch your right jaw, cause I don't like y'all, I'm hype when night fall Smooth but I move like an army, pull a poop down, face brothers try to bomb me Putting brothers to rest like Elliot Ness, cause I don't like stress Streets ain't a place for innocent bystanders to stand Nothing's gonna stop the plan, I'll chill like Pacino, kill like the Nero Black and Pino, die like a hero, living on shaky ground, too close to the edge Let's see if I know the ledge Lay around on the battleground, dead bodies are found throughout the town. Try to put shame in my game to make a name. I'ma put it on a bullet, put it in your brain. Rip the block like a buckshot, who cares where it goes? Just keep the cast closed. No remorse when the life is lost. I paid my dues, I paid the cause. And my pocket is still fat. Wherever I'm at, I get the welcome mat. Even if my crew is steep, but one deep, I attract attention. People like to be. So come say hi to the bad guy. Don't say goodbye, I don't plan to die. Cause I get loose and I got troops and crazy juice in control of many like I have told the many hang out with people west don't try to play me I'm at war a lot I don't want to die but no war in a shot my gun is warm a lot when I could be the smoke will never clear areas in fear but this here's a fear living life too close to the edge hoping that I know the ledge Time to yawn, shower's on, power's on, late for school, I catch the train, girl set the style and whisper my name, I put
push up like an exercise. Check the intellect and inspect the thighs. Select the best one, pull it to the side, keep it occupied for the rest of the ride. Read up my resume, she know already cool. Just meet me after school. We can moon and groan until your mom's come home. And you'll be calling me out, dope Capone. Sweat me. She didn't wanna let me lose. Come get me. That's if you wanna sip the juice, cause the streets to wait me. So I take my gun off safety. Cause a lot of us hate me coming out of the building. They set me up. Sprayed with automatics. They wet me up. And the puddle with blood. I lay close to the edge. I guess I didn't know the ledge. 